Welcome back, good people, and this is Views from the Six. Well, minus one, because Ken is out sick today. With the, We're not even going to get into that. But uh, I'm your host, Trajan. As of course, I'm here with the guys, Yo-Yo, Jonah, Drew, and Mike. Um, today's topic, man, is going to get kind of sensitive. Um, hopefully, you guys can sit through it. But this is episode two from Views from the Six, and uh, we're just going to jump right into it. Thank you all for tuning in. All right, first question, gentlemen. As an athlete, how important is it to have strong mental health? Um, I would say it's extremely important because what a lot of people don't understand is, like, we've been playing our sports since we were little kids. Like, essentially, like, these sports are our lives and stuff like that. So, like, just the time, the effort, and everything we put into our sports, it essentially is our identities. So, like, when things aren't going right in your sport, it just seems like the whole world is just, like, falling and crashing down. And it's like you just you, you essentially go into a hole that, like, you feel like you can't get yourself out of just because it's just it's just so important to you. And essentially, like, you view it as, like, your whole livelihood. Or vice versa, or your, your personal life is... You got issues in your personal life, and then it, it can affect your play on the field or the court or whatever. So it's trying to trying to find a balance to be able to separate the two. That that I find the most challenging times. For some people, you need to build up like a like a tough skin, I guess. That way you can separate the two. Like when it comes to coaching, different coaches coach in different ways, but some can be really aggressive and you know really disrespectful. And you got to be able to take that without allowing yourself to like feel bad about yourself or bring yourself down because at the end of the day it's not how they say it, it's what they say so really building up a tough skin when it comes to sports is, is important Jonah I mean I think it's that but it's also just in preparation I think for every game just being able to visualize yourself on the field making the plays and then I guess how everything works together too being able to process it I agree all right, going on to the second question. Have you guys ever experienced a low point in your life with mental health uh, that's on the field, off the field? And, like, how did you guys get out of it? Um, uh, me personally, I would probably say, yeah. I mean, just, like, just, I mean, playing college, college sports is tough, bro. Like, just keep the it's tough, especially whenever you set out goals for yourself and then you don't meet those goals. And then it just like like I like I said before, like it just makes you feel less. Like honestly, at this rate, I haven't met any goal that I've achieved as as being a college football player. And I'd be lying to y'all if I would tell you that I didn't feel like less of a person because of it. Like just like everything that I've achieved, I have so much to be like happy about and excited about about like how my life is going and what I've accomplished, but still just like because like I invest so much in football, I would be lying if I didn't feel if I didn't tell you I feel like less of a person because I haven't been able to achieve what I wanted to. I mean my freshman year. Yeah, I was there when I got hurt and then I was on medication like the whole year when all that happened and my mental health was at an all time low. And that's when I definitely thought about, you know, leaving. I didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't want to play football. Um Basically, I was just at in the mindset that you know college wasn't for me at all, and really just hated the entire first semester, part of the second. Just thought that I basically failed, and that I was never really going to get back to where I was. But <clears throat> it's definitely been just 
having good friends around you all the ha- having good friends around yourself all the time can get you out of that. Just somebody to talk to. Yeah, me personally, uh, might get a little emotional here, but uh, I don't know if y'all know, but uh, it was it might have been this last semester or something like that. But uh, it was some times where I just I wouldn't say didn't want to be on earth, but like there was some times where I was just like, man, what am I doing? Like. I wasn't happy, but I wasn't, like, to the point of sadness either. It was just, like, kind of just going through the motions every day, getting angry at moments where I didn't even need to be angry at. Like, I was just like, bro, why am I feeling like this? Kind of a funk. Kind of a funk. Like, I was just like, this isn't – and that's the thing is that sometimes you just, like, it shouldn't be me. Like, I'm – like y'all know me, I'm happy all the time. I'm singing, I'm dancing. Like, how am I? How am I depressed? Like, how am I? Why am I feeling like this? I shouldn't be able to feel like this. Like, I'm the people that people come to with their problems. Like, I can help them. And like, I remember one incident that I won't go into full detail, but like, I was out in my car and I just broke down, like a full anxiety attack, and like couldn't breathe. Like, seeing, looking up at the moon, I was like, is this my final time? Like, do I die in a car because of an anxiety attack and I can't breathe? But luckily, I got to a phone and I called Mike and I just just cried in his arms. Like, he held me. He was just like, I don't know what's going on, man, but just like, we're you're good. Like, I'm here. Like, and that's what I think helps kind of release that is that even though – you feel like you don't want to put something on people because that's my thing. I don't want to put anything on y'all. Like, I don't tell y'all about my mental health because that's not your problem. Like, I don't want to have that on y'all. But knowing that Mike was there at that time and knowing that I could go to y'all is kind of a big thing in my heart to know that you guys are here and that we can do stuff like this and talk talk about stuff like this because my family has history all through mental health. But... At the same time, it's just knowing that I can overcome it by talking about it, letting other people know how to get through stuff like that as well. So, just to piggyback off like what he said, like yeah, everything he said was true. It's just because like I'm the type of person like a lot of people confide in, and then like I mean like y'all, I think all y'all know except for Jonah. Just like over like whenever we were on break, I had a situation and I just kept it in, and then it was just like. I didn't want to put it on, like like Tracy, I didn't want to put it on anybody else. Like, I just felt like I had to just deal with it on my own. And then it wasn't like, like exactly like you said, it wasn't just like, you, not necessarily suicidal, but like, I, I honestly, I just wanted to just give up. I just didn't want to have the pressure of putting my problems on people because I feel like everybody always expects me to be happy and always be the one that they come to for their problems and stuff like that. And I just wanted to give up in a sense because like, I didn't want to feel the pressure of letting myself down, my friends down, my family. Like I didn't want to go back to school, just didn't really want to do anything just because I didn't want to have that pressure or that feeling of not accomplishing everything that I wanted to accomplish. But then I finally came forward and talked to all my friends about it. And then essentially that was what made me better was being able to confide in them and like have them be there for me and that was just like the boost that I needed to like keep going and just stay the course and like remind myself like I- I'm in a good place like like it's not it's not the end of the world like you just gotta keep going. So is the is like 
Do you not want to talk? Is that a thinking? Is it think like as a weakness? You feel like, or like is like so when you're sitting there, he's like, I don't want to talk to Drew. I don't want to talk to Trajan because they're gonna see me as weak. Or is it simply I don't want them to have to deal with my BS? Uh, for me, sometimes like I don't want to look like I don't want to look like a pain. You know? I don't want to look weak that's by asking hard, my friends. That's the hardest part, I think, about the whole thing. It's not just yourself going through it because I think. And if you're going through something, you've been there at the beginning, like you've seen how it's gradually gotten worse and how like you could see a way out of it potentially, but you're also dealing with it in the moment. But it's also seeing like, you know, we all joke with each other. Like you say something, oh, shut up. Like nobody wants to hear it like all the time or whatever. But that's the hardest part is like going to your friends about it and being like, hey, this is serious. Like I need to tell y'all this. Just listen. Versus when we all joke with each other, you don't know how necessarily they'll take it. Like, if they're going to laugh and be like, all right, shut up, move on. Like, move on with it. Or if they're going to be, like, actually encouraging, you know. Yeah. So, I would say it's a little bit of both. Like, you don't want to feel weak and you don't want to, like, have your friends worried about what you got going on just because it's like, you know, it's not their problem. Or, like, you don't just want to add anything. You don't know what they're going on, what they got going on, so you don't want to add anything to their play, having them worry about you. So, I think it's. But you do know if you were to come to any of us. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I learned that through those experiences that I had over break. Like, yeah. I had I was able to be reminded that, like, I know everybody got me and I got them. Yeah. Now it opens up the door and makes it a lot easier to have the conversations whenever I'm down. And, like, another thing is, like, me personally in my heart, like, Drew, I don't know if you know this, but, like, whenever, like, I feel, like, weak or something like that, it feels like, disappointing and like I don't like I don't know what it is about you Drew but like I don't oh. want to disappoint Drew and like if I come to Drew with something that like seems like I'm failing or like I'm just down like I just don't want to feel like I'm disappointing Drew for some reason he's like he's the, it's just something about this guy like he's the dad of the group like it's just like you don't want to disappoint him he seemed to have his life together. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, what? I don't, I don't know if you do, but you seem like you got your life together. Yeah. I can thank you. <laughs> but no, like, and I appreciate it because I take that as a compliment. I appreciate yeah. that. But at the same time, I want to drive it home that when any of y'all text me or ask me for anything, it's never, oh my God, look at Mike. Mike's going through something. Why is he coming to me? It's, I, I appreciate it more than you come to me. Yeah. Yeah. So having a strong support system is really important. Some people don't have that. What do y'all think is like a, another like tactic or another way to really be strong mentally within yourself? So my experience, my lowest point mentally was the, my freshman year, first semester moving in. Because I came in with, I had Ken and Riley that were both here. But they were all doing different things and it wasn't like I was with them all the time. So I was sitting in the room, I didn't know y'all yet. Everybody's feeling each other out. It's like, I don't know if I like this guy. I don't know if I like this guy or not. And I'm sitting in my room, and I'm talk I talk to my parents, but they don't really, they get it, but they don't really get it because they're not, they did it, you know, 20 years ago. It's, it's different. Yeah. And I'll sit in my room, I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. This sucks. I hate this. And so it was more of, first, luckily enough, I was like, lucky, lucky enough to meet you guys, hang out with you guys, build relationships pretty quickly. But it was just finding you have to look for happiness in certain things. I do not like football the beginning of freshman year. Yeah. Fall camp, waking up at seven, it was just it was awful. But you had to look at I had I had to look at it as I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to be in the situation. I can't just give up without giving it a chance. 
So I, you have you have to go to look internally, which is difficult. Yeah, I remember uh, freshman year. One of the first like memories I have at OBU. One of the first practices, Coach Jensen talked to us, and he was like, "If you're here because you like football, you don't have enough like fuel in you." Yeah. yeah. And at that moment, I was like, "Yeah, I'm here. I like football. That's really why I'm playing college football." I I was like, "That's kind of like the immature in me, in immaturity in me, I guess." I was really there just having fun. But then as I grew older, I realized like I have people that are looking like I have people that are invested in me like my parents like those my parents need me in the future I need to be successful so my need or my like your why my why thank you my why changed from my personal like oh I'm here to have fun to do I gotta do it for them so now that's kind of my way of being mentally strong is if I'm ever feeling like weak or feeling like oh I'm not you know taking the right path I'm always thinking my parents like I need to make them proud and that Honestly, has been the best thing for my my brain, really, my mental. It's it's, it's that because literally, whenever I have any situation, so for example, my sophomore year, um, I didn't play at all, and it was one of the worst times at OBU. Like freshman year, I came in didn't play. I realized that was gonna happen. I was undersized, all that good stuff. Sophomore year, I thought I was ready to go, and I'm just watching all my friends out there playing, you know, traveling and all this, and I'm still in Shawnee every weekend. Hated it. It was one of the worst times of my life, and because of having my why instead of just you know moping around being upset i really you know kind of like lit a fire in me i guess and just like started up this new like chapter of like confidence and, and, and just wanting to be great so just finding your why is, is, is huge when it comes to mental health yeah because if i had gone home in that first two weeks my freshman year Oh, you wanted to leave in the first two oh, weeks? Oh, I was out. <laughs> Bro, okay, baby. my oh, first yeah. two weeks, I was texting my mom. I was like, I, I can't do this. I cannot do this. There's nobody. I, I don't like anybody here. I don't like it here. This sucks. And if I had left, I'd never met you guys. I would have never had any experiences I've had here. So, it's, you got to be able to find something internally to be like, got to keep pushing in me because it will, it will get better. It will advance. I think it's crazy is that we're all talking about freshman year right now and I don't know if y'all remember this, but I, the, I think it was the very first meeting we had, and Jensen said, "If this is for the upperclassmen," and he mm. said, "If you've ever thought about leaving OBU, stand up." <laughs> and and every room. single person stand <laughs> up in that room, and I looked around. I was like, "Yeah, y'all are some bums." I was like, "Y'all, yeah, I was like, "Y'all are sorry." I guess. And then he asked us that same question. And then he year, and I stood up with pride and looked around that room like. Yeah, yeah, I hated it, and I mean, I've stood up every year after. <laughs> it's, and, and it's proud. It's like, yeah, like yeah, we've been through it. Because it shows that like, you can push through. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's just looking at whatever, whatever end goal you have in mind is what's gonna get you through there, and not only the end goal, but just like whatever you're going through at the time is for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like freshman year, I got hurt. I was on pain pills. Hated it, wanted to leave, just slept all day. I didn't see, I don't think I saw y'all for probably a month and a half, two months. I couldn't walk, I couldn't do nothing. I was taking Percocet when I woke up. It took two of my lunch, took three before I went to bed at night. I was just out of it. Came back and I was like finally healthy. Sophomore year, hurt my knee again. And it's just like, I just couldn't stay healthy. But it was just the end goal of like graduating, being good enough, finally playing was on my mind. Like that's what's gonna get me through this. And then at the just whatever you're going through is for a reason it's gonna make whatever you whatever's next that much sweeter or it's gonna make you that much stronger and as cliche as it sounds it's true it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's true yeah do you think that college coaches whenever the freshmen get here or even 
the remaining classes here, should they have like, hey, if you're going through something, like call like you can go to this person like and have those resources ready to go just in case. Uh, I would say yeah, and uh, our freshman year it definitely wasn't like that, but I think now like the coach we have on staff, like we definitely like taking especially with COVID we taking a step back and like made those things available. Like we have Coach Monhe, like we all love Coach Monhe. Like it's probably like one of the only coaches that I've ever had that I, I could respect as like a friend as well as like a person of authority and he went to school for that and he lets us know it doesn't matter like what you're going through like come mm-hmm. in and talk to me. Yeah. I know like. Some of us have gone and talked to him, and he's actually helped. So I would say, yeah, and we, we have been doing a good job of, like, making that available for people. I feel like most programs, they have, like, their coaches as – I feel like the coaches kind of double. They, they're their coaches, but they're also those people you can go talk to. And I feel like it's important in every program. You need to have at least one coach that's relatable. Like, our coaching staff – we have a couple of older coaches. It's it's not as easy to communicate with them just because of the age gap. But we also have a bunch of really young coaches, and I can go in and talk to any one of them about anything, and they just know what I'm talking about. They understand. They've been there. So I feel like having those younger coaches on staff is really helpful when it comes to this kind of stuff. I think it's also a problem, though. That could be a double-edged sword, like having just having the coaches play that role both ways. Because, you know, if it's a position where – you know, you're unhappy with the football team or you're unhappy with whatever, and then you go to that coach and talk to them. You know, like, their, yes, num- their number one job is coach, but then they're also the person you're talking to. I think it needs to be, like, a completely separate group of people yeah. that has nothing to do with the coaches. They're not going to go back. and They're, like, their views of you aren't going to change mm-hmm. even in the program itself. Well, I think that's just that's subjective because at that point, if you're coming to a coach, you the coach has to be able to separate like real life reality versus the team. Like obviously you're gonna do what the team needs, but I would hope that somebody coming to you you can separate the two. That's why I think it's more important as now that we're upperclassmen, it's it's not our responsibility to bring up the young like the next generation. But <laughs> no, but I see what you mean because like freshman year it was. I'm not. I'm not looking going. Hey, man, are you okay? I all the time, but it's but I I am. Hey, I was, you doing good? Because yeah. I remember being a freshman and I was scared. I, I don't know. I was crapping myself every time I was practicing. So it's just keeping things light, keeping things up. Genuinely asking, hey, you doing good? And if they're like, yep. And then you know you just got to be able to read people. I think I think coming from a it, it only means so much coming from a coach. Yeah. My high school team was not a family. We were just a bunch of players out there, and we just played. That's really what it was, you know what I'm saying? We didn't have that family aspect when it came to things. I couldn't go to someone that wasn't my buddy and be like, hey, man, I'm going through some stuff. Like, that's just not something that could happen. But when I got to the college level and the team that we've created here at OBU, I could go up to over 90% of the team and be like, yo, I'm going through something. Go sit there and listen. Because that's just how it is out here. Like, the people here care. The team cares. And we do care for each other. That's a huge aspect of this. What do you think, Trojan? To piggyback off what Yosef said, like back in high school, I was one of those people that people went to with their problems. Because I remember uh, one night, I'm not going to give her name out, but um, she was in her car one night and she called me. She was like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, nothing, just chilling at the at the crib. And she was just like, 
can you come over real quick? I was just like, yeah, for sure. And like we, she, I got in her car, we were just sitting there and I was just like, are you good? And she was, she just started crying. I was just like, like, what's wrong? Like, are you good? She was just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And she came to me with like suicidal thoughts and the wonder, like she wanted to take her life. And I, being a, being a junior or a senior in high school, you don't know how to deal with that. Like, that's just a lot to come to. And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm trying to figure out, she's crying. I'm trying to figure out, dang, what do I, what do I say in this moment in time? Like, how do I make sure this woman is okay at the end of the night? So I just, so I hold her and I just tell her like, it's going to be okay. Whatever you're going through, like God has a plan for you. And she was just like, does God have a plan for this? And I had seen cuts on her arms, just going down her arms. And I I was sitting there, I was just like, God, like, help me. Like, I don't know what to say at this point. And I bring up, a, and I was just like, okay, just, she started crying again. I was just like, let it out. And whenever you're done, I'm going to I'm gonna talk to you for a little bit. I'm going to be serious with you. And so she got done crying. And I looked at the steering wheel of her car and I was just like, okay, I remember going to FCA one night and somebody was telling me about like the steering wheel method. I was just like, okay. So we only live maybe a short span of life on a steering wheel, maybe just like a centimeter. The rest of that is eternity in heaven. And if you, and if you take your life tonight, you are shortening down that one centimeter of life that you can have. And she was just like, Okay, like I can see that. And I was just like, now think of this. Whenever, if you kill yourself, you will never get to experience kids, a marriage, growing old, seeing your kids graduate. And what if your kids go through this? Now you experience this and now you have, now you can tell your kids that this is how I dealt with it and this is how I got through it. And she was just like, I like, she didn't know what to say. I was just like, God has a plan for everything. He's going to give you so much stuff, but to know that it's not going to be a lot to make you crumble. He's going to help you. He's going to be on your back to say, hey, I'm right here next to you. I'm beside you. I'm behind you. Like, Just know I'm here to make sure that you get through this. Talk so, to him. Talk to I mean, him. That's, that's Talk pretty to much, him. and that's how I kind of get through stuff too is to know that, yeah, I might have my breakdowns every once in a while, but it's for a reason. And to know that God has my back and to know that maybe I may not hear him that way some people do, but if I hear a song on the radio or listen to it, see a sermon on YouTube, like that's him speaking to me. Because I remember I was going through some tough time over the summer. I didn't tell you guys this, but I was working every from – two to seven o'clock at night not eating just getting tired and i was just like and i just needed to get that money because i figured in my mind i need to take care of my parents and i was just like at that moment i was just like man i'm tired i'm like tired and like i don't want to keep taking money from my family and like i have to support them in a way that they supported me knowing that later on i cried to my mom i was just like mom i'm tired like I'm exhausted. Like, she's like, well, you're overdoing it. And I was just like, I'm just trying to help you guys out and like stuff like that. She's like, you're still at the age where we can provide for you. You don't have to worry about us right now. 
Like, we are good. Like, family's good. Money's good right now. Stop worrying about us, and we'll take care of this. You keep working. You work on football, and we'll be good. No matter where you go, like, we'll love you. We'll do whatever we need to do to get you by. And, like, that kind of eased the lift off my shoulders because through the pandemic and stuff, I was just like, they didn't tell me, but I could see the money trouble. And I was just like, man, I have to help them out as much as I can. Like, let me go work for my dad on the land. Let me do whatever I need to do. But just to think of, like, them telling me, like, Trajan, it's okay. Like, we got this. We're going to be okay. That next morning, I was on my way to lift. I lift at 545 in the morning to get it out the way. And I was just listening to music on YouTube. I don't know why I was listening to music on YouTube, but... The next thing that popped up was a Michael Todd sermon. I was just like, man, why is there a sermon just popped up on my field? Next thing I know, it's like how to give God your pressure and anxiety and stuff like that. And I was sitting there. I was just listening to it. I'm just like, like, and I was just, I got there. I was just like, all right, God, I'll listen to it. Like, I know this is you. I'll listen to it. Next thing I know, I'm doing stuff, steps that Michael Todd told me. And next thing I know, I'm, I was like, this helped me a lot, and I, I praise God to that day because if, if I didn't hear that sermon, I might have still been broken down and like not knowing what to do at that moment. Speaking of Michael Todd, one of the things that I had heard from him that was really influential in my life is this whole thing about crazy faith. I, don't, I, think, I don't know if y'all heard about it, but his whole thing was you don't need to worry about the steps because you just have to have crazy faith in God that things will work out. And whenever I find myself kind of freaking out about, oh, how am I going to get this done? How am I going to figure this out? It just goes back to crazy faith. It'll figure itself out. It'll get there. It's going to happen. And that just kind of helps me lift some weight off my shoulders when I think about hard situations. Y'all both just said great stuff. But what stuck with me was what you said. Uh, He's only giving you what you can handle. That's the biggest, when you think it's just overwhelming and there's no way you're going to make it out and there's no way that, you know, you're going to be able to continue, whether it's school, work, football, whatever you're doing in your life, it's only what you can handle. He's not going to give you more than what you can handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Everything in life to me is either like a blessing or a lesson, so it's just like everything happens for a reason. So it's just like anything that like God puts forth on you is like you did it. Like, regardless, like you're going to learn something. So my final question to y'all is, what is y'all mental now? Because I think this is going to be important for us to carry this on and to whoever's listening to ask somebody how there's mental health doing on like a one to 10 scale, 10 being great, one being the lowest. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll say I'm probably about five. Like, like Yo said, like, oh, I'll probably never drop a low five just because, like, you know, I have my wife, my mom. I'm just like, I love my mom. I'm a mama's boy, bro. I'm a mama's boy. Bro. Mama's boy for life, man. Yeah, for real. I love my mama. Like, Shout out my mama. Like, just like after everything that's happened up to this point, like, I'm like, my sole purpose in life is to make my mom proud. Like, I'm not going to stop at nothing until, like, my mom is proud. Like, I'm just being honest. Yeah. So, I would say I'm good right now. Obviously, things could be better. Like, football could be I'm blessed regardless. I'm in a great place. You never take anything for granted. Uh, I'm in a, a position 
just in life in general where I've seen a lot of people try to get to and didn't get to and I'm in that position so it's just like I can never be too down on myself complain too much because God looking out for me so I think I'm, I'm pretty good right now I'll go next uh, I, me as a person I've always been really even keel like I'm, I'm not on not, not to a fault but I don't ever get too high or too low and so, but I, I'm in a, I'm in a place right now where football doesn't give me the same satisfaction. It's not my, it just doesn't give me the same juice that it used to. And um, my plan is to graduate next December, which is a little bit early. And I'm, and I'm just I'm looking to do something else. And I I don't feel stuck because I'm lucky enough to have you guys, and I and I enjoy being around you guys, and I enjoy being on campus. But I feel like I'm just ready to do something else. And I'm trying to figure out what that is and when I'm gonna do it and how I'm gonna do it. But that's what's been on my mind a lot lately. And it's it's not it's not a scary thing because I'm ready for it. But it is sad that I don't find the same joy that I found in football once upon a time. And it's a little just nerving, nerve-wracking to not know what's next. But I'm ready for what's next. So that's what's been on. But I would say overall, mentally. Pretty good. Nice. Um, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm great, surprisingly enough. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, surprisingly good. enough. I haven't played football in months. I'm recovering from an ACL right now. And I thought when football was going to – when football was taken away from me, I thought I was going to end up in a funk just like my sophomore year, all depressed and stuff. But it's kind of lit a fire in me even more now. Like I'm, I'm more motivated than I've ever been, kind of stuck in this grind. Like I'm going to be great coming out of this. Like before – I used to have these like confidence issues when it comes to football. Like, oh, am I good? Am I bad? Like, I have good sparks and I'm bad here. But like now, my only option is to be great. I'm getting older. I'm coming off an ACL. This is my time to like be great. So mentally, I'm I'm great when it comes to when it comes to football and all that. And then in my personal life, I'm also I feel I feel like I'm like Mike said, we're in a great situation. Like once when you're in it, you don't really feel like oh. When, when you're in it, you don't feel where you really are. Like, we are in college, our junior year, a year away from graduating with a diploma from Oklahoma Baptist University. We're D2, D2 football players. So, like, we are in a great situation. And it kind of takes it, it takes a minute to, like, to step back and really realize what you're doing. Because while you're living it, you're not really understanding where you're at. But when you take a step back, like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great right now. Yeah. That's whenever you really, like, reap the benefits, I guess. So, nine. Jonah? I mean, I think that overall, I think that I was, man, I don't know. That's a hard question for yeah. me right now. <laughs> I think that I'm in a good spot mentally. Mm. Now, am I burned out? Yes. <laughs> am I tired? Yes. Am I stressing about what's next and grades and not even, not grades, but like grad school and how I'll pay for that or what I'll do next? Yes. Um, it's just overwhelming. Like Drew said, you don't really know what's next. Like it's not, you don't have somebody recruiting you out of high school and you're like, wherever I go, you know, it's taken care of. I'm, I'm going to school. It's a job isn't like college. So yeah. it's just thinking about what's next and how, you know, you get from there to here. Um, so overall, I would say probably about five or six right now. That's good. That's good. I would say... I would say about a seven. Um, I mean, 
it's not like I said, um, that kind of that mental kind of came back of not not happy, not sad, just kind of just kind of getting through this last few months of this semester, man. And uh, but I don't think I can allow myself to get any lower because that's kind of my mental of I failed and I'm not making my I'm not going out like that I can't go out like that knowing that I could have had talked to somebody a little bit more or even just just been me you know so I would say about a seven right now but it's it's growing um we're we're on the come it's only up from here it's like you can only go up from here man but um um if any whoever's listening to this uh i just want you to know that it's okay to feel how you feel a great man coach morris told me that brandon morris told me that it's okay to feel how you feel like those are your feelings and if you got to talk to somebody talk to somebody like if you have to reach out to one of us we'll be glad to listen to what you are going through or anything like that man just just pray about it just keep your head up and keep on moving in the words of Marco Smith stay down till you come up <laughs> but um, that's episode 2 from Views from the 6 minus 5 cause you know Ken is still out but and it's been a while minus 1 sorry we got busy yeah been, we've been slammed with football and homework so we'll try to get this content out to you guys as much as possible but uh, thank you for listening and Y'all stay blessed, man. Peace out. Adios. See you.